This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, Karen. Hello, Chris. Oh, how, <laughs> how's your day? Oh, oh. Anything notable happened today for you? It is 1,000 degrees yeah. outside. It is Arizona hot outside, yeah. oppressively, strangely hot. Yeah, I decided to go to Simi Valley and golf. In this heat, no, you, I saw Chris. a rattlesnake. A man no. tried to fight me, no. uh, and I still have a headache from it. So I, I, I went right into it. I'm like, "Where's the closest desert-like climate?" I like the idea that this, the the rattlesnake and the man trying to fight you were kind of lined up. Like there was one you got t- that taken care of. Now there's the next one. It was like conveyor belt. Oh yeah, it was threat. insult injury. I met the snake right after he said he'd. I'll kick your fucking ass. He actually said that. He said it under his breath, but I heard it just because I. About golf? Yeah, I mistook. We both were hitting a Kirkland signature ball. You know them <laughs> for their muffins and winter tires. <laughs> I I was playing a Kirkland. He was playing a Kirkland. He's like, well, is there a black line on it? And I touched it to roll it over to see if there's a black line. And there was. And he said, don't touch my ball. And I'm like, <laughs> I was looking for this black line you were talking about. <laughs> I was very calm. Really? Uh, yeah. And then it was so great because I just was like, I, he scared me, you know, it's, uh, sure. I, I don't want to fight, you know, young me would have let him at least punch me. But, uh, <laughs> and then later it was so funny because he, we played a couple of holes and he came back and he's like, um, have you guys found a phone? Like he left his uh, phone somewhere. He had to do that thing where you get mad and then you have to go back and find your phone. That's- very embarrassing. Yeah, and Were I you was nice about it. Oh, I was to where he felt like such an <laughs> idiot. I, I, I was like, "Do you have the Find Your iPhone app?" And he's like, "I don't know. I think so." And then I went and showed him where his devices were. It's like, "See, that's your Apple Watch." And he's like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> so wherever it is, you can actually, even if someone picked it up, you can find them on the course. Still want to kick my fucking ass, <laughs> tough guy. <laughs> 
And then afterwards, he was, of course, parked he right next to me. He brought the rattlesnake back to you and said, is yeah. this yours? Is this your? <laughs> Wait, I have a rattlesnake, too. And you also drive a Honda Accord. And then we hug a long embrace. We drove the same car. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? He just said oh, what? In the parking lot, not only do we play the same balls, we also drove the same Honda Accord. I don't know. It's oh, ju- I had a lot in common true? with this asshole. <laughs> do you think he was stressed out because of the yes. political news channel he watches? Oh, right. Probably? Oh, yeah. I guarantee he's he's upset about the stuff that was planted at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Was he kind of red? Was he red like me where when it's hot outside, I'm the same color as my couch? Yeah. Kind of red in the face all the time? He was, yeah, yeah. And he had a little bit of ink on his neck, so and some of that was red, so it was hard to tell. But uh, but I know that he was a conservative, probably not a fiscal conservative, because he had a, <laughs> you know, he had a Honda Accord 08, same as mine. Uh, anyway. Those things bleed money. Yeah, you know, yeah. that is, he's not fiscally conservative. Yeah. He's driving an 08. No, Honda. no. We, you and I both know they had that recall with the airbags. So oh. that thing is, is ble- he's probably why he's so upset on the course. He's scared all the time yeah. that he is going to get into his mild fender bender and die yeah. because there's no airbag. From what I've read, it's shards of, it, an airbag deploys, but also along with shards of metal. So uh, I've Oof. been meaning to get that fixed in my own car, but I like to live we on We should the talk edge. to our guest today about if they've ever experienced an airbag deploying. I think that's a really good That is question. a good opening question, Karen. <laughs> well, then that, I think it only makes sense to bring our friend in. Would you do the honors? I'd love to. Thank you. Our guest today plays clubs and colleges all over this country. Now I'm talking like the TikTok voices that you can program. Yeah. You may know him from his podcast. I said no gifts, but he's here today to make conversation. Please welcome the indomitable. (laughs) Sorry. Snowman. If that robot lady gave really, really great introductions. The the ever pheasant and indomitable. Bridger Weiniger. Oh. Yay. Right? The idea of the TikTok lady being kind of a warm up for comedians. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. <laughs> uh, I've never I've never been in a, an accident there where the airbag came out. And I feel like that I've been in accidents and that feels like a ripoff. They should come out regardless. I think just for the fun. Yeah. yeah. The little bit of drama the, I got in a car accident late or deep pandemic and uh i was rear-ended by somebody a guy whose middle name was mallory and (laughs) say no more sweet as sugar he was very nice i had i have nothing but good things to say about him obviously won't say first or last name but uh nothing happened nothing came out except for me probably getting some back problem that'll manifest itself in right. a few years yeah 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 it's because you got rear-ended i think i rear-ended um, rear-ended yeah, right by yeah, the chevron yeah you know the one yeah it's it just there's no airbag that deploys from the back apparently i got rear-ended horribly the car was like oh the 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 tow truck driver thought he'd be coming across dead people he said it's like, you didn't need to say that out loud, but no airbags. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice to at least be given that credit, you know, You're right. Like, yeah. Just to like, legitimize your rap. When you got rear-ended, Bridger, did you, like, I'm just trying to picture it. Did you like hit your teeth on the steering wheel or anything kind of <laughs> like, I'm, because I've <laughs> rear-ended people and done that, but I was not the, I was the hitter, not the hitter, hitter. Yeah. the abuser. 
Yeah. Um, I was, I was, I, all that happened was I was just jolted and then started crying, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know like, uh, what the emotional response was yeah. very strange. I mean, I think, I mean, again, look, everyone knows I'm a guy's guy. I'm a real man. <laughs> yes. Uh, so crying is very infrequent for me. Yeah. I've never uh, seen you cry. But this was deep pandemic. I was on my way to Ikea. It was already a stressful situation. Right. And yeah. so I just, I didn't know what to do with myself. I pulled into the Chevron lot. Mallory, as we'll call him, was so nice. We both apologized to each other. And uh, yeah, my teeth didn't hit, hit the steering wheel or anything. I kind of just got jolted forward in kind of a violent way where yeah. you're like, what just happened? It's so scary. Like when you don't. So did you not like see him coming in the rearview mirror or anything? Did you hear like brakes skidding or was it just a full on slam? I certainly had the music on too loud. So I heard nothing coming yeah. from any direction. Okay. And I think it was one of those situations where we were all kind of waiting for the light. But like. There was enough space for him to get some speed going before he hit me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was so able he just to rammed put us back, the back into it. Yeah, he rammed the back of your car. Right. And then, uh, yeah, I guess there was enough damage to go through the whole insurance process. Yeah. And then, of course, I stupidly was so nice to the insurance people. I probably yeah. could have gotten a lot more out of it. Yeah. Boy, they uh, did police come. That's uh, that's why I'm nervous for my next wreck, because police were like, we're too busy and they didn't come. So I just took pictures of insurance. No one was insured. I had to go Ooh. be interrogated by some Geico lady who, and it's funny, Karen just sounded like her. She, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Before you said your head went back and then came <laughs> forward. But that time you said you went forward and then it came back and forward. So was there an initial forward thing that you forgot about? Like, I'm like And I remember just saying, do you like this job? I just went. Oh, no. uh, but we did win. That's we did win. Below the belt. She was. Uh, yeah, I know. I shouldn't have said that. But well, but she's trying to get you on yeah. a technicality. I right. mean, that's the worst feeling is, first of all, car accidents. And I've caused so many in my life. I was the most irresponsible and reckless driver. My dad one time in a full state of rage yelled, <laughs> said something about the car that I was driving. And he was like, well, you bounced it off of every other car in Sacramento. <laughs> he drove him insane. It was like every eight months I'd call and be like, hey, I got into a car accident. Um, That's surprising. Because you're a great yeah. driver now. Thank you. Well, you know what it is? I just sped too much. And I, oh. I, have to, I, I feel like people in a town like Los Angeles where no one wants the hassle. No one wants that. Like yeah. it is 45 minutes out of your day. You're, as Bridger saying, like totally jolted you're braced for like injury. It's just a nightmare. It's just a, and oftentimes the people are aggro as hell. Like there, mm -hmm. it's not like you're lucky you got Mallory. That's a real blessing. Oh, Mallory was an angel and yeah, no police <laughs> had to be involved. Yeah. No authorities. We just took a few light pictures and uh, got in, insurance information. Then I like I, soft I guess lighting. I went to Ikea. Well lit. It's very soft yeah. lighting. Yeah. I got out my cheesecloth and kind of put it over our phones. <laughs> Jeez. Put portrait mode on. Just kind of staring off at the big tent. <laughs> a couple nights ago, I came home from a show and did what I always do uh, in front of my garage. I got out of my car because I have to manually unlock the padlocks that lock my old wooden. That garage door is from the 30s. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I left my car in drive and it rolled into the door and totally smashed it in. 
Oh, my no. car just drove through the door into the garage. It wanted yeah. to go home. Yeah, I really wanted to go home. And I tried <laughs> to yank on it, uh, but it was in drive. I thought it was just rolling. I left it in drive. I feel like such a fool. And oh, uh, that's terrible. Yeah. I mean, that it's also such a common. I feel like the, the what's going on these days, the amount of stress people feel in every direction that kind of short-term stuff, like I'm doing a lot of that, like, where did I just put my keys yeah. type mm -hmm. of shit? Or like coming out of CVS and being like, why can't I find my keys? And then I look for 15 minutes and they're in yeah. my pocket or whatever. Just like the minuscule moments of day-to-day -day stuff that we used to take for granted is very difficult these yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> or at yeah. least for me, I should say. I left my keys in the lock overnight uh, recently. And what a miracle. I mean... <laughs> Any in criminal, it would have been a buffet for a criminal. <laughs> they could have taken the car. They could have killed me. They could have done truly uh, whatever they wanted. They could have made copies, left it there, <laughs> made you feel like nothing was going to happen. In oh, two months Lord. later, boom. Horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I had a situation like that once where I locked myself out of the apartment when we had moved back from New York to L.A. And uh, I was home. Jim was away for some reason. I locked myself out of the apartment and called a locksmith and in the time it took for the locksmith to get there a neighbor had said oh we have a spare key to that apartment so i no longer needed the locksmith but the locksmith appeared and i like through the glass of the lobby i was like you don't need to come here anymore they were furious but the idea of toying with the locksmith's emotions it's like <laughs> right. that person knows how to get in they, yes, and they now do. they know where i live yep yeah so that that fortunately we've moved on but that person could have easily come for me Entire, you know, that was why BTK became an oh my a God, house alarm installer. It's right? that oh, no. those are people who like control and like that idea, the, the access. They're the key master. They're the god. They I love playing god. God mm -hmm. about where did he do that? Because my dad installed alarm system in uh, in the Oakland area. BTK was Kansas City, I okay. believe, Midwesty, right? Yes. I'm just trying to figure out if my dad's a murderer. Your dad is also so he's pretty nice. He's, he's pretty really nice. nice. He's pretty kind, yeah. But although that's kind of the, those are the ones where yeah. it's like no one expected yeah, it. Yeah, you don't see it coming. Yeah, it'd be interesting if there was a serial killer that was just an asshole to everyone and every everybody knew how awful they were all <laughs> yeah, the time. Yeah. Everything added up in the perfect way. They're like, of course it's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he told me he was gonna kill me every time I walked past his house. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was <laughs> sorry. I don't know. My laugh is different now, and I really didn't like what it just sounded You've changed, like. Karen. <laughs> didn't it sound particularly sinister? Um, but the reason I'm laughing is because someone wrote into uh, for a hometown of my favorite murder and said that BTK lived in his neighborhood and he was the dog catcher for a while, oh. and he and and he took the guy that wrote in's dog because the dog had gotten out and he took the dog in BTK took the dog into his house and was holding his dog because he's like, I'm going to bring it down to the pound, but he wasn't on duty. Oh. It was just his neighbor's dog. And the neighbor guy went up and punched BTK and took his dog back. Oh, Good wow. for him. I know. Isn't that awesome? But, it, and that was like literally like a week or two before he got arrested. That would be the only story you would ever tell people is, Oh, I punched BTK once. Yep. And I'll also say anyone who does their job off the clock like that is obviously a murderer. Like yes. I'm yes. doing the dog catching job. I'm not even clocked in. Of Insane. course. So you love to take people's beloved pets away from them because you're the opposite of Santa Claus. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, you are. I think anyone that doesn't have a nine to five is a murderer. <laughs> you either clock out at five <laughs> and have a big glass of bourbon and yeah, watch exactly Jeopardy. like it like a normal person or other otherwise you're on my naughty list <laughs> i've always said that you have i have you've heard me say that <laughs> bridger what's going on what do you what would you like to talk about today with us on do you need a ride the car podcast that's never in the car anymore well first of all let's just i'm just gonna plant a little flag here Mm-hmm. I almost said I almost said no to this because I thought event soon this podcast in the next year is going to end up in a car and me being on Zoom for this I'm not going to for one second allow it not to I'm going to be in that car as soon as yeah. you start recording <laughs> yeah and oh. you will be but we okay. I, I, I you're not cutting around this you're not editing this out <laughs> right I will be in the car when it's recording in a yep. car and you yes. will and uh, that's you a will. promise uh, I will be getting a Starbucks with the two of you yep and yes. uh yeah as soon as that happens so yeah. the listener now knows It'll so you be, two will, will be called out another the boundary year. has been set we have yeah, to wait for set for the end of donkey pox or whatever the next thing is. <laughs> I feel like the donkey version of the pox is dying down now. I mean, yeah. it really is the, according to the social media I look at, the, we have nothing to worry about ever. Like, there's the, nothing the, going on with COVID anymore. They've decided to decentralize this disease going around entirely. So it's just kind of a, will be soon. a frequent nuisance that we all just deal with at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all of the gays have gotten the monkeypox vaccine. And yep. now I guess other people are getting it. I don't know how it works, but uh, hopefully we've, we're out of the woods sort of with these big diseases for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to sound negative. We're out of the woods, you guys. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, speaking of good news, I opened my uh, inbox to click on this Zoom link and learned that I'm part of something called the PepsiCo Tasty Rewards. <laughs> wow. Ah, uh, they had sent me an email. Let's see what the subject line is. I don't, it says uh, the subject is step into this tasty stadium. Uh, so oh. I don't know how I got my only and this is probably this is humiliating. I must have signed up for some sort of sweepstakes with Pepsi as an adult. Because how else would they have gotten my email? Can I put I something out there? I feel like it has something to do with going to the movies. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Like a ticket giveaway or <laughs> well, some kind of snack uh, bar? Right. Or it could be this. Sometimes at a grocery <laughs> store, uh, surrounded by a stack of Pepsi Cola, there'll be a go-kart and you want to win it. <laughs> this so is something more up my alley. <laughs> Were you trying to win a go-kart at an Albertsons or Safeway? Uh, or is that well, my I'm, childhood? For the best uh, summer ever. Yeah, I think it's just my childhood. I mean, Karen's theory uh, says that I would have spent more money at a movie theater, which absolutely doesn't add up for my personality. True. I would not have been at the snack bar in any any situation. So uh, and then Chris's theory of entering a sweepstakes is sadly probably closer to the truth there was probably like a mountain bike or something that i wanted to win (laughs) (laughs) some sort of jet ski or something deep down you're kind of a you're positive you're kind of a believer in that you if you you know if you play you could win like you're opening up that door for yourself (laughs) i think it's uh delusion and a uh difficult time learning lessons (laughs) <laughs> you know i've entered so many sweepstakes and which one i actually i have won one i won one in eighth grade 
I wonder if we've talked about this on this very podcast. Because <laughs> I, don't, here. I don't believe Let's so. In eighth grade, uh, I there was some sweepstakes that I entered over and over and over to win, a, I, th- I believe, a Chrysler Sebring. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't remember that. And... <laughs> It's a convertible, right? I won the sweepstakes. Right? Uh, it is a, a convertible. I know my it Sebrings. Perfect, yeah. It's the perfect Bridger car for <laughs> real. Like, I can't think of a better car for you. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I did win the sweepstakes, but I won like eighth place where I won. Oh. And this was in eighth grade, well before puberty really set in. I won a an electric shaver. <laughs> Which absolutely was not used for years. I think to the point where it just got rusty and fell apart before I even needed to (laughs) utilize that. So that's my big sweepstakes moment. No Sebring for me. Oh, a child winning a razor is the best. (laughs) That's fucking so great. But also that you were you had your eyes on the Sebring prize is what I like. (laughs) Always going for that Sebring. I'm going to look at a, p- a picture of a Sebring right now because I feel like I'm able to picture it independently, oh, but yeah. I, I wonder if I'm right. <laughs> I could, if this, we had video on, I would draw one from memory and I think it would be pretty close. It's just <laughs> a car with beautiful lines. <laughs> Gorgeous contours. Yeah, it's the perfect combination of compact <laughs> and luxury, sport <laughs> And casual luxury. If you if you watch Prices Right between like 1997 and 2001, you've certainly seen yeah. one. Just think of any car rotating. That's a Sebring. <laughs> yep, it really is. It's kind of like, do you want to drive a um, a convertible, but you don't want all the attention? Get yeah. a Sebring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when was the last time you two were in a convertible? Oh, wow. behind the, have either Ooh. of you ever been behind the wheel of a convertible? Oh, yeah. I would have to say it would be some sort of parade. Uh, <laughs> where I, you know, last time when I was, was in a convertible, I was just kind of waving. I was just doing that twisty wrist wave. <laughs> I mean, I hate bringing up uh, being home, homecoming prince again, but it, it probably was during <laughs> that parade. Mm. I don't know. That's, I, I mean, if you can bring it up. I think I you rented, better. you know what? I think uh, one time I was doing stand up in Texas and I rented, of course, it was a Mustang. And of course, I went for the uh, convertible and it was way too hot out. It was like a hundred and something, but I had that top down <laughs> and just my sweat was slapping the car behind me. You got to <laughs> use the top down if you, if you have the option. Honestly. I think the last time I was in a car like that, and once again, I'm going to be talking about Jay Johnston of Mr. Show, who had the very late life twisteroo of being on January 6th insurrection. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to talk about the Jay I used to know, which was pre-Proud Boy Jay Johnston. (laughs) His favorite thing was to drive those, you know, those scouts, which are like, they're kind of like Jeeps and they're kind of like Suburbans combined. Yeah, yeah. And they have roll bars, but no roof. Yeah, I love a Scout. He always had a a Scout or a a Scout-like car. And so I think that was the last time. Okay. Also because that, if you, you have to be a very specific kind of girl to make a convertible work for you and your hair. I'm the kind (laughs) of girl I immediately look greasy. Like I work at a hot dog stand. Like you drive three blocks. My hair is greasy. And I'm kind of like, it's instead of looking windswept, I look like, (laughs) I just look a little oily. Part of it's stuck to the headrest. Yeah. It's just kind of like, 
some people's hair it's like it's it's all complimentary or maybe they tie it up in a yeah. scarf or you something you gotta use scarves like in Thelma and Louise yes yeah. for sure I do yeah that's yeah, you have to be prepared. Yeah, to drive mm-hmm. off a cliff and hold your best friend's hand. <laughs> what a we grim movie. Be. I just watched it the other day. It's a terrific film. Uh, I've never seen it. They, it well, it's good. I don't want to ruin it for you. But at the end, they just kill themselves. <laughs> they kill themselves. There's cops, and I forgot about it because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, but they just drive off a cliff, and they look <laughs> yeah. at each other, and they're like, you want to end this? And they kind of smile and grab hand, and it's a freeze frame. They just drive off and it freezes and then the credits roll on a frozen car right before their death. And I'm like, wow, this was a uh, grim, grim ass movie. I don't remember. So rough. I remember being in the theater and just being like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) This is it. Like, so here's the thing, women, when you're down and out and you're driven, you know, you're you kill a basically they killed a rapist and we're being pursued by the cops. And the cops are being told, hey, these it's you're not right about this. And then they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just both die. It's yeah. like, what? Well, look, I, I have not seen the movie, but from what I've just been told, it seems like you two are just you are making some big assumptions about what happens to that car. Freeze frame. We don't know what happens there. They might be rewarded for their heroic things. Maybe the car keeps flying through the air. Yeah. Like in I, Greece. I always Yeah, expected. it's a Greece situation. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, it just keeps going. <laughs> there needs to be a sequel where they land on just a natural boat ramp. <laughs> and it and it turns to a boat and it's just part two. And they Oh yeah. boat car. The movie boat car. The, <laughs> the, the uh it's I'm the sequel. I have to apologize for. for giving away the end, Bridger, to <laughs> Thelma and Louise. It's maybe something you would have wanted to watch. It's it's trending right now on Netflix. I'm really sorry. <laughs> what if I had always assumed that was the beginning of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> what they did after their attempted suicide. <laughs> D- they're both duo. still alive. Yeah. They've been given a second chance. A lot of physical therapy appointments. A lot of... <laughs> Casts being hung up by wires. <laughs> oh, there's a part in that movie that I really adore, adore, adore. And it's the kind of thing I feel like it was improvised by Gina Davis, who I think is still so unsung. Yeah. When she is a supermodel, she can do comedy, she can do drama. She's mm-hmm. so gorgeous. Action. She can do action. Yeah. She can do Long anything. Long Kiss Goodnight is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. She had the lips that everyone has gotten themselves now. She had naturally mm-hmm. in the 80s. God she was like him. amazing face. God right? gave her the lips. God, they're from God, not <laughs> Dr. Whoever down the she, street. <laughs> she was an Olympic hopeful in the uh, biathlete. That's where yes. you I didn't know that. Ski and sh- ski and shoot a rifle. Ski, she's a skier shooter. Oh, yeah. My like God. excellent. I was she a hopeful or did she make it? I, I think she's really good at I, it. I, it needs to be Wikipedia'd. It, yeah, okay. it, it, you know what well, I'm there's, saying. <laughs> there's a part in that movie where she's on the phone with Louise or Thelma. I can't remember which one's which, <laughs> Susan Sarandon. And she's nervous. They're trying to figure out something there. It's before all their whole adventure starts. And she's all nervous and she keeps opening the freezer, pulling out a Snickers, taking a bite and putting it back and shutting the door and then (laughs) talking a little bit and going back and taking another bite. So she's she's essentially eating a Snickers like bit by bit, pretending she's not doing it. And I 
like I've done that all my life. And then when I saw it on the screen, I was just like, this is the funniest thing of all time where you're basically pretending to yourself you're not eating a Snickers, mm-hmm. but you're just like opening the door real fast, taking a bite and putting it back in. That's so great. That's what I, I get. I'm I'm a big Snickers ice cream bar guy. And yeah, oh. I, I oh. open that freezer 10 times because I just take little bites and then I keep you want each bite to stay cold is the main that's thing. That's right. It's kind yeah, of a strategy. But do you, mm-hmm. you think that Gina Davis improvised that? It was just such a kind of a natural. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Because Why would that be writer, in a script? Yeah. Uh, unless the writer's great and yeah. you know knows women that well or mm-hmm. is a woman or Gina Davis was just doing it because that's real yeah. you know what I mean anything is possible it feels like but speaking of that blind alley I just drove us down Roger what is <laughs> I don't your that's a blind alley I would <laughs> talk about Snickers and eating them out of a freezer for the rest of the podcast okay good <laughs> but I don't want to like, cut you off here no no you're not cutting me off because I was going to ask you what is your frozen what's your ideal dream frozen treat or your top three however you want to do it i mean i think we have to start with the snickers ice cream th- i mean thank you it, it really is an amazing <laughs> product when you think about it because yeah. they took this thing we all loved created something that is kind of just a completely different idea mm-hmm. didn't really change any of the branding or anything and created a perfect a similarly perfect product that only barely has some resemblance to real Snickers. Yeah, because nougat, come on. No one's yeah, really, a, people like right. to say it, but no one wants to eat it. <laughs> Outside of being in a Snickers, p- forgive, I mean, excuse yeah. me. Um, just a plate of nougat at a party or something? <laughs> what are you you're supposed to dip chips Running your in finger it? through it. Uh. I feel like nougat was is like a European uh, delicacy candy. That does not feel like something that would be from the set of Amadeus. Like just a nougat with a one nut shoved right. at the yeah, top yeah. of it next to a turkish delight <laughs> yes <that> exactly kind <laughs> of thing. that it's, feels like how it started and they were like well let's reintroduce it in this candy bar and yeah see we've what got happens. some they they twisted it up in a way that worked for snickers and then the snickers ice cream bar kind of has peanut butter in it right uh there's certainly peanuts, peanuts in it uh, it's caramel i've, I've even so had good. the almond version and it, it just doesn't uh no offense to anyone out there with the big allergy but uh I, I like the peanut version made way, the peanut, way you need the better, little salt. way better. Yeah. But I will say as far as Snickers goes, a Snickers with almonds, that's my bar of choice. I mean, but really? oh my God. you prefer this is so exciting. You prefer it has it. kind of a dark history. Well, let's, it, it used to be a Mars bar. It used to be a Mars bar. And I loved the Mars packaging so much. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was so tasteful and made you feel so classy. And now it's just like a branch of the Snickers. I mean, God bless. I'm happy it's back. But there was no reason for the Mars bar, which is also different from what's so famous in the UK, the Mars bar, which is a whole other thing. It's in, in the UK, they call it a Mars bar, but the bar to Americans is a Milky Way. Right. Oh, right. Word. The American mm-hmm. Mars bar was kind of what we now know as the Snickers almond. Yes. Uh, but I love Snickers almond. But Snickers is now getting out of control. I feel like they've done a brownie thing. I'm not even going to touch that. Mm-hmm. You know, Come that's going to be one of those weird airline brownies. Yes. Um, they've like and they've done things without crunch, like a lot of bars with and you need that little peanut or almond. in there. Yeah, I'm a texture guy. Right. Maybe, I mean, if they were willing to try it, well, cashews are a little bit soft. I don't know how that would feel inside a candy bar, but I'm willing to try. (laughs) 
How about okay, as Snickers? long as you're willing, <laughs> we'll get this thing made. Snickers goes Hawaii and puts some macadamia nuts in there. Oh, I love a macadamia nut. I really do. They're so delicious. And you can picture the Snickers on a surfboard. Oh, you yeah. there's the yeah. ad campaign. Yes. Yeah, that's it, right there. With anthropomorphized human feet. If we keep talking about this, Bridger, you're going to get an email from the Snickers people about a sweepstakes you didn't even know about. <laughs> Snickers, what if, that's the algorithm. <laughs> what if the Macadamia Snickers is based on the character that they create, which would be funny because they don't have characters for their <laughs> other candy bars, but they create one specifically for the Hawaiian Snickers, and it's from that picture of Mark Zuckerberg, who was like foil boarding <laughs> and had too much SPF on his face, but it's a Snickers. And they're like, Snickers, macadamia. <laughs> his face kind of looks like a kind of a white almond with all that stuff on it. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. He's Same. got a candy face. <laughs> he's a candy face. A bit he's of a kind candy of got face. an abandoned Victorian child face. So it <laughs> makes sense. Like it, there's a subconscious link, I think. When you're looking at him and you're like, oh, candy, it would make oh. you buy candy. He looks kind of like one of those, like a Victorian doll that they burn in the secret garden. You know, when they're burning all of the stuff, it feels like one of the dolls they would have thrown into. The Why were they burning things in the secret garden? Do you remember that? The boy had scarlet fever. Okay. Or one of those Victorian child uh, illnesses that were not talked about. But but the child literally sat in the house dying while everyone else tried to act normal. That was one of my favorite, like when I got introduced to that world as like an eight year old or a seven year old where it's like, I'm sorry, we just have someone dying in the back room and everyone else is acting normal. Like this is the book for me. And there's like a weird wafy child because the girl had to go in and like make friends with him. And he's like, I can't go outside. And she's like, yes, you can. She makes him go outside. <laughs> so that's what it was. She was bringing him to her secret garden. Is that's the basic yeah. plot of that? And for some yes, reason, a bunch of things got burned. They were well, because he, he had a communicable disease, I think. So... Maybe it was like once he caught it, they had to get rid of all this shit and he wasn't mm. allowed to go outside or have fun or have toys because, uh, you know, the I've Victorian version of monkeypox. Right. Yeah. I know that I've read this book. I It's one of my earliest book reading experiences, and I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I don't remember the burning. I don't remember the, the burning, but I don't really remember reading the book because then the little little House on the Prairie series came in like a mm -hmm. tornado and mm -hmm. all else was forgotten. But there is a really good Secret Garden live action movie from the, is it the 90s or the early 2000s? Like, I feel like it's like late 80s. I mean, because I remember watching it as a kid and being so scared and like, why are things getting burned? <laughs> and then being delighted by, of course, Secret Gardening. <laughs> the idea of a secret garden is, first of all, you live in a house in a, like an estate so big that there can be a secret garden. Right. Just like, check this shit out. <laughs> a walled garden. <laughs> yeah, to have a garden that you, nobody really even gets to use. That's the dream. Just your own little patch where the sick kid gets to hang out. I mean, because it, it was the dead mother's garden, remember? Oh, is that true? And well, how they did were like, she die? Never. Maybe she, I don't know. Was she the first person? Wait, hold on. Oh, it's 1993, the movie. The okay. Secret Garden was from 1993. You, we got a Maggie Smith in there. Oh. Francis Ford Coppola directed? What? Or is he just in it? Hold on. He's hold the on. little boy. <laughs> uh, wait, 
it was almost like she, she was staying with this family because her dad had to go off to war and her mother died. It was her mother's secret garden. She, or, uh, or the uh, dying kids. She fell garden. from a branch in the secret garden while pregnant with Colin. <laughs> Wait, she was oh. climbing a tree while pregnant? Yes, I believe. Yeah. This woman was nuts. She was it reckless. Was yeah. <laughs> you just shouldn't be gardening if you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> or pruning tall trees. That's no. insane. Stay away from ladders. Please. I'm, it's hard enough work to keep a giant garden a secret. I mean, <laughs> it's a giant piece of land that's outside. Someone's going to know about it. They could see those walls. I mean, that was the cool part of it is the idea of a locked. It's like a locked area you're not allowed to go into. I love any any forbidden area, a small door, a gated garden. I want to see what's happening back there. Yes. And are there bodies buried in there? That's exactly. why I, I always go to that. Is there a witch involved somehow? <laughs> Come on. Is a mom falling from a branch? <laughs> witch like. <laughs> in her witch in a, costume. In a witch. <laughs> Was it Halloween? <laughs> I went, there was a bar that I went to and I, I have no, all I remember is going to this place and there was a waiting room, someone sitting at a desk and they gave you a key and you unlock a closet. So you open this bureau and there's jackets in there and you scoot them to the side and open the door and go downstairs. And you're in this speakeasy bar with like cigar smoking and, 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 and drug use. Now, how what? do you feel about an artificial secret? One that's implanted? Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna, By I'm the going to... By the government? <laughs> yeah, well, we all better get used to it. <laughs> We've got them coursing yeah. through our veins. Yeah, tiny microchips. That's it's what we're gold. talking about, right? <laughs> what if I told you you could get an artificial secret? Very tiny. <laughs> At any of your local pharmacies. <laughs> what if a Rite Aid employee, your common Rite Aid employee, could let the government track you? Well, <laughs> well, here we are. Here we, we are. You go to get the vaccine and then an employee just walks up and whispers like, don't go into the garden, mother died. <laughs> You're just like, what? <laughs> I'm looking for some medicine, please. <laughs> There's a sick Rite Aid employee in every store who just wants to have fun and make friends. They're locked up in the back. Constantly wearing a shawl, just creeping around in the vitamin area, whispering to people, stop it, Stephen. And then you try and find them and the manager comes over and says, I'm sorry, but that person hasn't worked here in 30 years. <laughs> Classic. Uh, We've finally written Secret Garden 2. Yeah. Secret Rite Aid Gardens. <laughs> the ghostly pharmacist, <laughs> Colin. Um, can I just brag real quick going back to Mars Bars? Because oh, please. I, uh, that was, used to be my candy of choice. I also feel ripped off and lessened by almond Snickers because it's not the same. And when I was in high school for my, I believe it was my 16th birthday. My friend Patty Riley, RIP, gave me a brown bag from 7-Eleven with 16 Mars bars oh. inside of it. That was my birthday present. A dream. Like, it's just the thing I know you like. And I'm like, well, <laughs> thanks. Like, yes, thank you. Because also it's pretty great to get like a 
massive amount of candy like that. Because you never May. really see it like that. You always right. have, yeah, you see the individual bar in your cupboard yeah. or whatever. But to see just like the bounty. Yeah. It's yes. beautiful. Uh, uh, just protruding from a bag, like on the front of a French bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> like so many tiny chocolate almond candy bar baguettes yes yes <laughs> and then you have a french little french curly mustache but it's only chocolate <laughs> chocolate and caramel with a little almond on the over end. your face oh, chris I... what's your what's your candy bar of choice it's funny because you know me to not be a big sweet tooth but i i oh, really right. am uh and i brought it into that i really am a snickers ice cream bar thing i i have to go full peanut but I'm real boring as I say what everyone says always. And it is, I get very excited about a Reese's peanut butter cup. And I think it's because it's two servings. It's like you have one thing and then immediately another thing to look forward to or <laughs> yeah. save it's two servings. I, that's what I need is, is someone to tell me to stop halfway through. And the people at Reese's figured that out uh, with <laughs> the pieces though. Me. Yeah. Like the pieces, I'll eat the whole bag. Like it, like an excitable ET. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a peanut butter candy person. That's I am. It. I am peanut butter and chocolate together. I mean, it's, it's that classic one. tale of I'm sorry, but I just rammed my chocolate truck into your peanut butter wagon. <laughs> Whoopsie <laughs> day. Is there going to be a lawsuit? Wait a minute. Let me taste it first. And then everyone <laughs> became rich. No airbags in that commercial. No, no, <laughs> you don't sure. need a face full of peanut butter. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't need airbags when you eat so much chocolate, you get a big old airbag of ass. Uh, Chris, let me ask you, as someone who likes peanut butter and two servings, thank a, you. A PB Twix? I have never had one, but I have. If, oh my what God, I want it right now. I'll go get it right after we're done recording. And you can, you can, you can, that's a promise. Incredible. I mean, it did have, that's another candy bar with a kind of a storied history of the company not quite knowing what to do, where so they introduced... The wafer's in there, right? The, the wafer's, wafer's in there. Sure. The, cookie. It's not yeah, a wafer. Yeah, it's a cookie. cookie? Thank you. Oh, yeah. If it was course. a wafer, it would never work. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. You're thinking I, of a Kit Kat. Yeah, yeah. I turned yes. it into an airy wafer. Of course. Yeah, Twix. Like I was, I was imagining. We get it. I you was, don't have a sweet tooth. We I'm get sorry. It. I'm a savory it. gravy boy. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. What are your three favorite gravies, Chris? Oh, don't get me started, but it's start uh, brown, <laughs> gray, <laughs> translucent, the natural kind that comes just seeping out of the turkey. Your grandma calls it gravy, but really it should have been discarded. <laughs> just oil. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I am a, I am a bit of a gravy boy. Been riding Ooh. that gravy train for a while. Can I just say, and let me warn you about, because mm -hmm. I now I'm concerned about the peanut butter Twix and I want to hear the dark history behind mm -hmm. the Twix issue, but I think I know what you're going to say. They tried to change their cookie to chocolate with the peanut butter. <laughs> this is, how have we never discussed this? How I cannot believe, I, you and I may be the only people who have closely tracked the history of for peanut real. Twix. We're the only people on that comment board on the Mars, <laughs> m, m Mars you. website. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with this? It was like, so, okay, let me just say this. A peanut butter Twix was awesome because it essentially was half Reese's, half Twix. So you have a cookie 
you have the peanut butter filling and some chocolate. Sure. Here's the problem. <laughs> they couldn't figure out. I, this is what I'm assuming. They couldn't figure out the preservative situation because I couldn't buy one that was fresh. I was oh. like, I'm the one that's buying these. And I've bought I bought 10 in a row that were all like crumbly peanut butter stale. And I was like, OK, I'm I have to give up. <laughs> and then the next time I saw them, they're like new with the chocolate cookie. I'm like, it's not your fucking problem. You are you are misinterpreting what the problem here is. It's not that people didn't like the cookie. It's that people don't like your crumbly old peanut butter. Interesting. Signed, that... Mrs. K. L. Kilgare. <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I mean, so, yeah, there was the period, I feel like, in the early to mid-90s when they had PB Twix when it first was introduced. We all yeah. loved it. Then it vanished from the market completely. Yeah. Ret returned Known years as Twix later. Is, Twix is dark period. Yeah. D yes. Uh, kind <laughs> yeah. of the uh, dark ages. Yeah. Kind, kind of, of medieval candy era. Right. Yeah. This lost history in the <laughs> brand. Uh, they return to market with the classic flavor. And I will say I had some excellent bars during that period. But then, as Karen of mentioned. Classic, pe classic peanut butter? Classic. Got Where the peanut hell. butter was the texture, you needed it. The cookie uh, was crunchy. Really? The chocolate was delicious. And this Everything had to be came together. Mid nineties. No, this was now what I'm. Well, mid nineties. I never had a bad one. Uh, and also, I was a child, so it was probably <laughs> uh, God knows what my tastes were. Uh, but <laughs> as a teen and college student in the thousands, I returned to the PB Twix and had a, so many good experiences until. They got nervous. They got a little flighty and changed it to the chocolate bar. And then it was not. It tasted bad. It tasted bad. It did, because the bar did wasn't it, chocolate. It was like it was almost like Oreo. Like it right. was bitter. Yeah, it was not like it wasn't a burst of flavor. It wasn't like, wow, this is really adding something. It was detracting. Well, and also, I think they tried to pick up on. Remember when Oreo just started doing every dumb flavor they could think oh, of? Oh boy! And people, it became a conversation piece. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was influencing them in a way. Interesting. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Where, but then, I think I would not be surprised if I had written into the company during that period because <laughs> I was furious. They finally reversed course, and now I believe you can get a PB Twix with a regular cookie. But I will say. This I, really feels like a confidence issue for the Mars company. What they need to be more confident and put that in regular grocery stores. It was usually only like something you could find at gas stations. Yep, that's true. It was like a specialty, almost like seasonal candy. They were right. treating it special. I just would love to know what the problem well, was. Well, that and, and I mean, that kind of speaks to your problem, Karen. I wonder if you were getting them at these gas stations and they had been sitting on the counter for so long. Yes, because no one likes it but you and me. <laughs> right. Well, but uh, Mars was not putting the marketing box behind it to get people eating it. So you were eating old product. I was doing the work of thousands and thousands <laughs> of candy purchasers. Where I'm like, fine, I'll just eat up so shitty stuff. Yeah. It's oh, such a shame. I just remembered, and I don't know if this is going to derail the... And I've been quiet for a little bit. I think my neighbor, it sounded like she was fighting and it was getting physical. And also while someone was playing the trumpet, uh, a <laughs> oh. horn, I don't know what was... At, that band is breaking up. She just, we thought you were just thinking about gravy. She just <laughs> left quickly. And I, if I weren't podcasting, I would be seeing if everything was okay. But in that time, I remembered the grasshopper, because you mentioned the Oreo, the, the grasshopper cookies. Remember those mint ones? I forgot. I love those. 
Wait, that so Oreo like, made? No, they're they they have a grasshopper on them. Like it's an Oreo, and the, you know, on the cookie part, there's a profile of a cartoon grasshopper, and the in the cream in the middle is mint. It's green. Do you I've know, never heard of this. You've never no. heard of a green grasshopper? I would love. A, I would buy something with a cartoon grasshopper. Yeah, <laughs> and they dip. Some of them were dipped in chocolate. You get the full dipped. You know, oh, that I sounds think delicious. Oreo did that later, but yeah, it's a mint. So I'm a big. You can add peanut butter or you can add mint, but I I guess I'm a little bit of a gravy boy, but I'm also a bit of a chocolate <laughs> peanut butter mint mint man. So those are outside of the realm of like a, a thin mint or whatever uh, the Keebler family I, is creating. I, oh, I I very much. I'm ninety percent sure it's a Keebler uh, Keebler vehicle product. Keebler does have a grasshopper <laughs> cookie that is uh, that is they have mint and fudge. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mint and fudge. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because so, it, it's completely coated in chocolate in yeah, the outside. Yeah. That's the thing it, that's kind of separate apart from an Oreo. Yeah, there's different <laughs> phases of enjoyment, uh, layers. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really. Levels. Kinda, I kind of want to get one of those. I've never been able to follow the. Uh, the path of Girl Scout cookie to Keebler or Keebler to Girl Scout cookie, because one of these two organizations is stealing the ideas of the other one, because I feel like Keebler has basically all of their cookies are essentially Girl Scout cookies. Did they make a deal with them or do you think they're just like, oh, we we also love a Samoa, so we'll just make that, too? I think uh, it's a good question. Both doing the same thing, because I remember in the 80s, uh, little elves would come to my door and sell them. i'll see that was you know some of my jokes oftentimes they don't really i do like that idea though little animated elves knocking on the door selling them i would love that it would be nice would they be very small no very very small it's like a situation where you know you have one of those barn style doors where the the bottom and the top open independently of each other Mm. and you're like hello i could have sworn someone was knocking on the door and then you have to look down to see your new little animated elf friend and you'd be like, uh, no solicitors, slam the door, and the elf walks through a little split in the wood at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. I'm inside anyway. You have to buy something. Yeah. This is a home invasion. <laughs> yes, yes. But very small, yeah. not scary. All of a sudden, he's from the Leprechaun, the horror movie, and he is a tiny dagger. <laughs> Wait, I'm looking at uh, Keebler. Okay, this is a complete ripoff of a Samoa. Oh, the Keebler right? Coconut Dreams, and they're not giving any credit. Shameless. I mean, wow. and again, maybe the Keebler people are th- thinking of the ideas. I don't want to cast blame in either direction, but one is obviously like a giant corporation, and the other is the Girl Scouts, and yeah. I don't know how, how much money is happening on the Girl Scouts side, but someone is stealing someone's ideas. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. There's, you can get a poster with all the different flavors of Girl Scout cookies on them. <laughs> what if I got that and just hung it up, like tacked it up in my front room? Just finally framed. got some art to hang on the wall. Yeah, you, Guys. <laughs> look what I, I took down Chris's dad's painting and put up this <laughs> matted poster of cookies. Thought, just so we just so we have a key. So we know what we're eating yeah. and we know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's important. It's important. Pecan to- Sandy's. Keebler makes a, a cookie called Pecan Sandies. They are so dry. So dry. It's like a shortbread cookie with little pecan chips in it. It is four old women strictly. And one <laughs> summer we went to, our family always went to Blue Lake with our family friends, the Hospitars and the Gearings. 
And <laughs> one summer, my aunt Jean was in charge. <laughs> there was like, I think four or five kids. Um, like we were all 12 and 13 or whatever. And she was in charge of bringing like the snacks. And she brought, she went to Lucky's in our hometown, Yucky Lucky's <laughs> on the boulevard. And she bought pecan sandies and uh, Diet Dr. Skipper. Those were the two <laughs> products she bought for the kids. And we gave her shit for like ev every day of the 10 day vacation. And then since that time, where it'd be like, great idea, Aunt Jean, how about some pecan sandies? And she'd be like, I thought they were good. We're just like, this is literally a cookie that was invented to eat while you're drinking tea in a nursing home. Like, what are you? You could have bought us anything at the store. And these are the things you bring on vacation. <laughs> yeah, like even the packaging of the Sandies is like for adults. It's not fun looking. It looks like something you bring to book book club or something. It's not for yeah. children. And uh, no. what, what is this Dr. Skipper? Yeah, what's what what I've never heard of that two, two characters from Gilligan's Island had a soda together. It's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that to would combine. be Professor Skipper, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> We've got to get Ginger in there somehow. Um, <laughs> No, it was the ripoff of Diet Dr. Pepper. It was that grocery store's ripoff Diet Dr. Okay. Pepper. And it was like called Diet Dr. Skipper. And we're like, <laughs> first of all, we're 12, so we don't need any diet beverages. Thank you. Yeah. Secondly, at least just get a Chips Ahoy. Like, right. at least think of the group. Yeah. Think, who likes pecans? If it's got to be nautical, like get Chips Ahoy. Not this Dr. Skipper. <laughs> Not this That boat is sinking. <laughs> That's uh, while we're I mean, before and we don't have to move away from this topic, but I just want to like publicly bring up the memory of the E.L. Fudge chocolate peanut butter uh, sandwich cookies. Do you remember these? Yeah, no. he was this is another corporation making a horrible move that affects me <laughs> in such a crazy way. Wait, e. Fudge, he was one of the key he lived in the treehouse, right? He's, he's kind of the king or the boss. Yeah, or he's like whatever. the Papa Smurf of them. Right. And <laughs> yeah. you know the E.L. Fudge sandwich cookies, right? That are kind of shaped like an elf that have chocolate in the middle and the outside oh, is like yeah. a oh, vanilla cookie. certainly. I've forgotten about them for decades. They're literally shaped like little elves. It's the cutest cookie in the world. Yeah. I should I? go buy some. But they had a reverse <laughs> chocolate peanut butter. So I'm, I'm just calling out the Keeblers in a lot of ways right now. Bring them back. Bring them back. We have to publicly talk about these things. Wait a second. So they had an E.L. fudge that was a peanut butter cookie coated in chocolate? It was a chocolate cookie with peanut butter in the middle. So it was kind of like a little peanut butter sandwich with chocolate cookies. Hmm, but Oreo-ish? No, they were very strongly chocolate flavored. Wow. Okay. Here's what I'm seeing right now. And when I look this up, <laughs> is this interesting at all? Yeah, <laughs> of course to me, is. and I'm the only person who matters. <laughs> They have fudge-covered Nutter Butter cookies. I've tried them. Yeah. It sounds like from your tone. The chocolate is not doing what it needs to do. And I yeah. love a Nutter Butter. I absolutely yes, will scream about a Nutter Butter. But <laughs> they missed. A rare miss from the Nutter Butter family. Yeah. Those people know what they're doing. And they, you know what, again, like you're saying, they got nervous and they tried something weird because they think like, they're like, TikTok needs a new cookie. It's like, no, they don't. They need exactly what they have. Mm -hmm. That's what they, Chris, did you know that, um, this is a, this is a little known fact about Bridger is he is actually a great baker and he oh. truly cookies truly are his favorite thing. So he is an cookie expert. 
but he also makes unbelievably delicious cookies as well. I really appreciate that. One of the... I mean, you're welcome. The things here in your bio, and I usually do uh, a memory. I put them to memory, usually. <laughs> but we got this one late, so I'm going to... Usually off the book. At some point, you worked in a bakery. You were a professional baker. <laughs> I, uh, I, I did work in a bakery, and they accused me of burglarizing it. Burglarizing? <laughs> like breaking in? Not oh, yeah. just stealing from the till, which we all do. We all dip our... Uh, <laughs> We've all got sticky fingers. Yeah, dip Some our people... sticky fingers in the till. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> Some people can't keep their hands out of the till. But I was st- <laughs> I was stealing from the coffee place that I was working at in Sacramento, and it would just be like a $20 bill so I could buy beer. And I'd rationalized it in my mind of like, I deserve it because blah, blah, blah. And I was talking to my dad on the phone one time, and I told him a story about this boss I used to have at the, se- at the student center at Sac State. And she got arrested for embezzlement. And my dad goes, well, Karen, I got to tell you, there's some people that just can't keep their hands out of the till. And I literally started crying like I pretended I wasn't to him. But I was like, I'm one of those people. I can't believe it. I'm the person you're talking about. And that's the last day I ever took $20. I think I in total took $40. So it wasn't insane. But I was like, oh, I don't want to be that those people you're talking about yeah, <laughs> it's right. horrible i don't want to use the word till till <laughs> did they think you were actually breaking in richard i mean this was really one of those this was a deeply offensive situation because i had never taken anything from the till i was an, right i was a star employee i will say this place was insane because we had lo- like fresh bread and at the end of the day they wouldn't allow us to take it home they made us throw it away uh because they thought that that would encourage us to sell the bread, but it was just this weirdly wasteful thing. So the only thing I would steal is we would have to load up a garbage can of beautiful bread at the end of the day and wheel it out to the dumpster. And on the way out, I would just grab a loaf of bread and just bite into it. like, And it was the most satisfying <laughs> yes. thing in the world. So that's as far as stealing from this company yeah. that I had ever done. But they thought that I had Which returned. Is- oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, but I was going to say they're accusing you of stealing garbage. That's insane. Yeah. Well, so that was not that's not they were what they accused me of. They never knew. This okay. is the first time I maybe the first time I've ever spoken publicly out of about eating bread out of a garbage can. Uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> what sorry. they accused me of was <laughs> returning after hours between the closing and when the the bread bakers came early in the morning. They thought that I had snuck in at night and taken what? the money from under the manager's door. You, you know, at the end of the night, you would slip all the cash under the manager's door. They thought I had come back and somehow, maybe through use of a wire hanger or something, snuck it out and then taken whatever money was from the till. Was so the manager, how, was the, manager why, the one stealing? Yeah, why the, you? The person who was stealing, I'll say his name was He was clearly the thief. Uh, bad attitude as an employee, kind of a criminal type. Always and had he was wire obviously hangers. the thief. <laughs> he always had his was... on him. <laughs> <laughs> he had long, thin fingers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's lost to history, possibly dead, but uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They did accuse me. I got interrogated by police. What? Uh, oh my God. I went into the interrogation room at a police station. It was it was a whole situation. And then they kind of let me go slowly uh, because they obviously couldn't nail me down as the criminal because I wasn't the criminal. I mean, I'm actually thrilled they thought it was me. I'm thrilled <laughs> I got to be part of that process and, you know, get to sit across the table from a cop who is like, where were you on such and such night and all of that? Uh, uh, that's Are you someone that likes to do jury duty? 
I've never done jury duty. I've, I've somehow... heard I'm, my friend Adam. Uh, he he's highly recommends it. He's told me many times he had a blast on jury duty, but it was like a ten month like murder trial. Like he got oh. a good one, and they put then the guy was guilty, and they he went to jail, and everyone was like hugging, like it was an emotional bonding experience for him. But I don't think wow. usually that's the jury you end up on. But no, you usually end up on like. I don't know. Somebody didn't pay their bill or something, yeah. or like sad yeah. situation. Yeah, some yes. collections. Like you, a thing where you're like, I want nothing to do with this. Right. This is just a bummer. But can I just ask you really quick? When you got interrogated because you knew you didn't do it, were you cocky? Yeah. Were you, or were you just scared shitless? Like they're gonna. I think I was a little. On- I was nervous because I initially didn't even know what the, why I was there. I mean, like I remember I was. Uh, at the time, I was delivering for the bakery, and I got a call from the South Jordan police. They left a voicemail. We need you to come into the station. So I go into the station having no idea what the situation was. And then it started becoming clear what it was. And the cop was terrible at asking me questions. She asked me, like, the burglary, I think, took place, like, on a Wednesday night. And she had laid all this information out to me. And she starts asking about my alibi and was like, where were you Tuesday night? And so I told her all about Tuesday night and then I was like, but remember the, the situation we're talking about was Wednesday, right? And she was so grateful. She's like, oh, yes. Where were you Wednesday? Night? <laughs> so I think that was kind of the like linchpin of like, oh, OK, so he's really volunteering information in the way that he's almost investigating yeah. for me. Ask me about yes. every night of the week. Well, <laughs> you're just Now sick. let's go over Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, and that happened in Utah, like in it happened in Utah, South Jordan, Utah. Is Jordan is it near? I've been to Ogden. Is it is it near Ogden? That's a probably twenty five minutes from Ogden. Okay, in a car, it, by car, by car. Uh, <laughs> should you take boat? By car, it's by car. I, by car, I, I, I. Ogden was, I, have I mentioned this to you, that it was very curious to me. I didn't see a lot of young people or children in Ogden, but the whole downtown is, there's little bronzed sculptures of children playing. Just this frozen. is the leftovers. Yes. Yeah. I was like. Did they I, lose all the children? I believe they bronzed all the children. <laughs> no. <laughs> and they're in mid, they're in mid play. They're on bicycles. <laughs> They're, yeah, they're in the middle of catching a, uh, you know, a soccer ball, which, by the way, is illegal unless you're the goalie. You can't touch it with your hands. Yeah, a lot of these sculptures didn't make sense, but it was That's children at play. sculpture of me. That's one who doesn't know any of the rules. Yeah. Right before Bridger's going to get beaten up in third grade for touching the soccer ball during league play. <laughs> it Busted. No, I think Ogden, I, I think... I associate mostly with like an oil refinery. Do you remember like kind of a horrifying oil refinery with flames shooting in the air? Oh no, is it on the mountain? <laughs> I think it's like across from the mountains and it's uh it's very spooky. It looks like like Lord of the Rings like Sauron's location. I need to go back. I need to go back. There's so much I've got in that to town. You've got to see gotta, this oil. I got to go back and do some clean Mormon comedy. <laughs> Bring your camera. The entire, really get into the, the Yeah, the whole audience was drinking diet coke. I was like, <laughs> And I I wanted to be clean, but they all were saying they were requesting dirty jokes. They were actually saying, say something dirty. We want to hear it. What kind of life do you live? 
please. They were partying. Uh, they were great. It was, I still, to this day, I remember after working there, I'm like, I want to record a comedy special in Ogden. The crowd, I, I loved it. I, Utah uh, audiences. Yeah. No, they're great. Even if yeah, they, they really are. dip their children in a displacement process that involves molten metal <laughs> to only remember them in city parks in their last moments of play. I know what you're doing, adults of Ogden. <laughs> you but, creeps. Uh, they're they just like, comedy. we're everybody else is super old and they're just like, we like kids visually, but we don't want to hear them playing all the time. So let's just bronze them all. God, that's good. That would be a perfect horror movie element. We played Salt Lake City and we were very nervous for my favorite murder. We were very nervous of like, are they going to not like this topic? Is this rude? Whatever. And we got backstage and someone had brought us a, like a hard copy photo from a 90s party where Elizabeth Smart was at the party. So it's like a a total like everybody's got flannels tied around their waist and they're just like, you know, drinking Diet Coke or whatever. And she's just standing there and we got they gave it to us so we could put it up on the like big screen and show everybody. It was amazing. Was this the photo where she's like in full garb with the kidnapper and they're just like hanging out at this weird party? Yes. One of the strangest photos. So odd. And like, it was like that guy showing off that he can do whatever he wants, basically. Mm-hmm. Such a weird situation. Yeah. I mean, the Smart family, uh, I believe the father recently came out. So they're, they're just frequently in the news. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ed Smart, gay and uh, now out and living his life. So the family wow. continues to have big announcements. Wow. Did you next for the Smarts? remember that happening when you were a kid? Were oh, you yeah. there? Oh, wow. My cousins lived in that neighborhood. So we knew <gasps> almost immediately because they like went, they were part of the initial search party of like Ugh. going up and looking through the house and all of that stuff. It was a very odd time. So scary. Because he went and got her out the window, right? Yeah. I mean, just like uh, something from a nightmare. Truly. Ugh. Just like showing up at her bed with a knife and being like, Ugh. I'll kill your family if you don't come with me. Yeah. Can you imagine? Be my child bride. Oh. <laughs> so fucking weird and crazy. So uh. crazy. But it's one of the one of the very few, like, oh my God, she came back. Oh my God, she wrote a book. Oh my God, she's she's basically going like I'm in charge of my life. You know. It's amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing story. Yeah. An amazing survival. And kind of like I I always think it's so fascinating. I love talking about those extreme things because everyone goes, that's crazy. That would never happen. Why would she, why would she have not waved her arm or blah, blah. And it's like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. This coerced, bizarre, like the whole thing is so weird. And things like that happen sometimes like a really creepy psycho with a plan, like targets your, you know, targets someone. So frightening. And then they made a TV movie out of it. That's delicious. (laughs) Who's in it? Uh, Certainly no one that's acted since. Uh, I feel like they shot it in Nova Scotia or something. They shot uh, Nova Scotia for Utah, which (laughs) could not be further. Utah is like (laughs) a desert. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nova Scotia, the ocean is there. (laughs) Yeah. It's like this fishing town uh, that they're trying to believe is Utah. It's fascinating to watch. Wow. That is crazy. 
Now that we've covered Amy Smart the way yes. we wanted to, yes. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, I said. <laughs> I said Elizabeth. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, that's right. Amy Smart's the blonde actress from yeah. like the 2000s. Yes. I have no she familiarity. In, she, you do know her if you saw her face. She's gorgeous, but like actually legit funny. Right, Chris? She yeah. was in that movie with, um, it's called like Shock or something, where Jason statham's heart has to get like oh yeah remember he has to be it's actually a hilarious genius movie where his heart gets shocked to keep him alive so that he goes and does something like volt or jolt or jolt and at one point he and amy smart if i'm thinking of the right person the right actress they have sex like in front of everybody on the santa anita racetrack (laughs) because that's like (laughs) the one thing that'll give him the adrenaline oh right he has to keep his his heart heart rate up yeah he he basically becomes the speed bus yeah it's human it's the human speed story and then and then at the at the raceway they're having sex people start betting on when they'll climax is that true? Is that true? I don't, it's it's in the outtakes. I don't. I, I don't Chris remember like, all of Jolt or Volt. Chris was like, I read the script. Um, yeah. It was in the second draft, and I loved it. I read the book as a kid. Um. Okay, Bridger. I think we're done. Is there anything else you need to talk about? Yes. Get near and dear your to your chest. heart. Is there anything else pressing in my life where just nothing is happening? Uh, simply uh, grasping for straws for anything to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about PepsiCo Tasty Rewards. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like, Karen, while I have you here, I left something at your house recently that I'm going to have to get at some point. Ooh, uh, bathing suit. I did leave a bathing <laughs> suit. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been dying to swim. I've been trying to get back to my swim lessons and I can't do it. You can't. Yeah. Uh, sorry. There's only one suit for you and it's a Karen's. <laughs> and it will stay here. <laughs> and then this winter, you and I are going to go snowboarding, right, Bridger? That's right. The last time I saw you, Chris, was I was getting a snowboard from you, which is sitting in my garage. And uh, yes, we have to go snowboarding. I I got a new one this winter. I haven't. I didn't use it once, so don't feel bad. If you were feeling bad about not <laughs> snowboarding, I was feeling mildly guilty, but also it was one of these situations where I, be, I mean, it was a huge move that I even came to get it from you. Uh, yeah, far was, too far too ambitious for me to think the next day I would be snowboarding. Well, I did give you broken bindings. Uh, <laughs> They're not broken. They're yeah, just not attached. There's to it a yet. missing. Yeah, there's there's a missing toe piece, and uh, I I have not found that. But who needs it? That was years of build up to me even getting like making the move of getting a snowboard. So like the fact that that's been accomplished. Yeah, things are really picking up for me. Yeah, it's the Wait, it's the first Bridger, most important you, step. Sorry, are you good at snowboarding? Because you're from Utah? Uh, no. I'm okay. competent. I mean, okay. the, the idea of Chris and I going together is terrifying because Chris is good. Mm-hmm. Chris is good on multiple board mediums. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't snowboarded in probably a decade. So it's one of these situations where I'm like, sure, we'll go together. And then you're going to have to leave me. You're going to have to abandon me almost immediately. <laughs> That's when so I that was... So you can do, go do pizza? Right, pizza, french fries, to, pizza, uh, french fries? Yeah, what is the snowboard equivalent? It's just like literally side horizontally slipping. going yeah. down the hill. Just a little side slip. Yeah, so me just kind of 
grinding down the side of a mountain while everyone zips past me. <laughs> well, well it'll come back. I've it'll given lessons back. and I can give you little tips, you know. I'm uh, ready to get back on the board. Yeah. I'll be there. Pull off some major moves. With bells on. I wear bells for avalanche purposes. <laughs> oh, smart. Yeah, yeah. You just jingle ling a ling Yeah, yeah. You... The ringing is coming from 12 feet down there. <laughs> <laughs> Such uh, a strong bell under an under snow bell. It's so hard to ring it with those thousands of pounds on your body. <laughs> but I do it. I like that you guys just made a plan for winter. Yeah. Now that it, today it was 108 Doesn't degrees Doesn't that outside. sound hopeful? Our yes. bodies are like, crying out for it. Hey, That's right. I just want to go out on a limb and say we're going to be doing stuff in six months. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the positivity That's we right. need around here. That's what yes. I bring to the table. Bridger, thank you so much for being our guest today. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. The short, 11th hour. Short notice it. and you are absolutely delightful. And the next time I see the two of you together will hopefully be soon, but also... In a car. Yes, you can be in the yeah. car. Uh, it's the one <laughs> prayer I say every night. <laughs> Please put, do you need a ride back in a car? We Amen. really want to go there. Yeah. It feels like, uh, yeah, it feels like there's a little norm normalcy waiting for us in the fall. Yeah, very fall, exciting. Fall, winter. Yeah, fall, it's very, winter. It's a, it's a promising day for being 112. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Thank you, Bridget, for being on um, our podcast. You've been, you've, you've been really quick. You, yes. Really quick. quick. (laughs) And if you haven't listened to, I said no guess with Bridger Weiniger. Oh yeah. He has some of the greatest guests. I don't understand or know your booking system, but from day one, (laughs) Bridger has been booking high level guests. Jimmy Kimmel has done it. Tony Hale, the funniest, funniest Tony Hale was on there. So Chris Fleming, so many good yeah, guests really and well, such, also, such funny conversations. Two people currently here, Karen and Chris, have both been on. Oh, I yes. wasn't going to say episodes. anything. But <laughs> Excellent episodes. I, I, and, I, I am the Tony Hale of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a very nice time. So if people feel like listening to it, they can. Yes. I, you know, I don't have a gun. I'm not holding anybody hostage here. <laughs> I don't own a gun either. But you can always listen to an uh, an episode for a few seconds, and if you don't, if you hate it, turn it off. Yeah. And that's exactly the kind of Kurt um, uh, distracted housewife energy you're going to get from that podcast. It's so it's a great way to start your morning. I I do it almost every day of the week, and I highly recommend. it. I said no gifts is Karen's breakfast. <laughs> oh, and also we share. I said no gifts, and do you need a ride? Shares a producer. In Annalise. So that's, that's kind right. of, that's a behind the scenes. Um, we're kind of sister podcast. Kind of so. a shared custody situation. Yeah. <laughs> this is, a, this is a very incestuous moment in podcasting. <laughs> it's true. And we're proud to bring it to you. You've okay. been, you've been, you've been listening <laughs> to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by John Bradley. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Hong Kong.
Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.